to the podcast from the Temple. I'm Rabbi Peter Berg. And I'm Rabbi Lauren filson Lapidus. This episode is brought to you by the Temple, Atlanta's oldest and youngest synagogue. This is really a wonderful week uh, as we digest all of the potatoes and uh, recycle all of the wrapping paper. Was uh, the Hanukkah armadillo good to you? Yeah, you know, it's always three days in and it's I'm not eating another latke for a year. It's kind of like day two of Passover. Oh, it's rough. I mean, and there's also like, I'm just eight nights. What were we thinking as <laughs> right. Jewish people? Like, I just have so many, so many things. Yeah, it's it's long. I do want to, um, I actually want to start with uh, two interesting notes about pop culture okay. that happened in my house, uh, courtesy of Hanukkah. So one is we started watching Friends. Hadar has finally hit. Which, which interestingly is not popular amongst teenagers now. It's like, pa- really? it's passe. Yes. Well, she is curious about it because her friends have seen it and we're the stodgy parents who have it. So the Hanukkah armadillo um, feels fun- very, very yeah. present to me. And then um, thanks to my son's pediatrician who, I mean, it's not polite to ask, but I'm going to guess is about 10 years younger than I am. He suggested that we watch a basketball show movie called Full Court Miracle. Hmm. It's on Disney+. Plus. Is it a Hanukkah basketball movie? It is all that and more. I mean, I it is from the 90s, I think. I remember watching it on Disney <gasps> Original Channel Movies. You've seen it. Yeah. I had never heard of it. I have, You were the only other person besides yeah. Dr. Estroff who I have met who has seen this movie. And so we watched it. And it is, all I could wonder was, is it good for the Jews? So listeners, you have to go into Disney Plus and watch this and, and report in. It is about a Jewish day school basketball team. You can imagine how tall they are. And they want to win some tournament. And with the help of their rabbi, tall and male, but oddly blonde, um, was uh, he, he helps them to take the story of Judah Maccabee. And it becomes a metaphor for their basketball work and pursuit of all things. So it was really interesting because it hit on so many Jewish stereotypes mm-hmm. and so many stereotypes about people outside the faith. And I mean, the rabbi, I just, I would like to recast him. Well, I would, I would like to be in the production room when they're trying to come up with a concept and they've got like a Venn diagram and they're like basketball, Hanukkah, and they're just trying to figure it out and like, oh yeah, yeah we got... You wonder if somebody lost a bet <laughs> right. or if they, some focus group said every, well, I think it also fulfills just this dream for, for young Jewish boys to be basketball stars. Yeah. We happened to watch it at the same time that we started at the JCC with basketball for Caleb. So I just, I know I've occupied the first few minutes, but I want just, I, I you should watch this, Peter. Okay. I it's will. 90 minutes of your life you're never going to get back again. Well, my kids, they do love basketball movies. They're going to laugh at this significantly. Okay. Because you can't take it seriously. Okay. And when the power goes out, it's just, you're like, this has happened. Okay. Well, I will... Find a way to watch it somehow. Do your kids still watch TV and movies with you? Sometimes. We're trying to get them to watch all the classics from when I was a kid. Uh, yeah, we watched all the Home Alones. Yeah. And I find myself as a mother being like, you can't do that. You'll die. You can't do that. You'll die. You'll die. But they're not, they didn't, you know, they, they didn't, you know, they didn't like them the same way we did. Mm, that's sad. The, the breakfast, they're like the breakfast club. 
Oh, that's a good one. Yeah, yeah we haven't watched that yet. We watched, um, <laughs> I don't know what it says. We tried to show our kids the West Wing. That that kind of plummeted. <laughs> I felt like as as politically knowledgeable young Jewish kids, they should really get excited about that, but it didn't work. Nah. No. It's a little, little older. A little older. All right. So um, Hanukkah, we've survived. Um, and now it's New Year's. Yeah, I guess it, it begs the question: like, what do you, do? what, what are Jews supposed to do on New Year's Eve when we had our New Year's a couple of months ago? I do wonder sometimes. Um, I will say it differently. There are plenty of people who are envious that we actually have a New Year's that does not involve excess. Yeah. When I broke my foot um, back in. February. Turns out that fracture is called the New Year's Eve fracture because it comes from, it happens most often, this is not how I did it, uh, by wearing high heels, getting a little tipsy, and rolling your foot. Um, Hence, it's called like the high heel fracture, the New Year's Eve fracture, or the dancer's fracture. I was not dancing, I was not high heeling, nor was I New Year's Eving. But I feel like that's New Year's Eve in secular society is dressing up and getting tipsy getting hurt my you know my my dad was was an ophthalmologist he's actually retiring this week his whole career and um he's new year's eve was always a rough night because people would open up uh champagne bottles into their eyes and so like was that like his favorite night that was like you knew you were in the you know you'd had to be in the er new year's eve i've always wondered how people do that yeah get a champagne cork to the right to the eye but I, you know, I, I kind of like New Year's because it's, you know, it's just like a f- quiet here. And so it's family time. It's just more family time where things are quiet. And I do try to bring back a little bit of the themes of Rosh Hashanah, believe it or not, into the New Year. Like, you know, it's it's still a new year. And, and some of the themes of what it means to begin a year, new year, I think, still apply. I have a great idea for you. Yeah. I think you should reprise your Rosh Hashanah sermon for your family on New Year's Eve. Oh, they would love that because, well, I don't, I, I do not make them hear it ahead of time. Like some rabbis read it for their families like multiple times. I do. So yeah, so they they've only heard it once, so it wouldn't be. Well, see, this is perfect. I, we have the tradition. I grew up with uh, game playing on New Year's oh, Eve. Oh, we did that, yeah. And um, my husband's family has the tradition of going to a show and then going out to islands for hamburgers in Los Angeles. But this year we're going to be in L.A., but the kids are too young for most of those kinds of things. So I think we're going to try to play bingo. It's the only game we could come up with that everyone 3 to 11 can play together. Yeah. Candyland also would work, but there aren't enough pieces, and somebody will get hurt. Or apples to apples, the the rated R version. No, no, I don't think we can do that. We save that only for special occasions. That's what we end up playing. <laughs> See, you have such a different existence. You've got teenage children. Yes, I mine are still somewhat sheltered. We've been yeah. playing a lot of uh, Settlers of Catan or Catan. I don't know. I don't know. Depending upon who you ask, and that gets very spicy in our house. Yep. Okay, back to New Year's. I feel like I'm highly distracted. It's from the afternoon tea. But, you know, like, what if we thought about New Year's the same way we think of in terms of, you know, Shana, the Hebrew word for year, also means to change. And, and you know, it's no coincidence that even on the January 1st New Year's or December 31st, 
people are all about how they want to change and make things different and better. And I think as Jews, we are, or part of the Jewish community, we are attuned to the notion that changing a number does not change a person. Right. The work is actually, you could make your own new year at any point in time. I mean, think about, um, like people who on transplant days call it like their their next birthday yep. or you know some of the anniversaries that we commemorate that are huge parts of our own acknowledgement of change by choice or sometimes by necessity. Yeah. You know the challenge is that people look off and look at the you know the calendar date and say okay, I'm going to change everything today, right? The gym memberships go up, diets start and then you know a week later the best time to buy used gym equipment is February. Because it's a, a month post. Mm -hmm. Everyone's putting it back on, on. Yeah. Like, oh, I, I really thought I wanted this treadmill and I, I don't. Although, a um, little plug for the Peloton. Love it. Um, <laughs> you know, I think sometimes we think Judaism only applies for Jewish days. But any day can have that frame. Because Judaism teaches us how to use ritual, how to make traditions, how to... Uh, how to mark time and to to be the architects of it. Yeah, and and the the, the notion of teshuva, of repentance and forgiveness, and is not a Rosh Hashanah and Yom Kippur only. You know, it, it's heightened on those days. Oh, you mean I'm supposed to repent uh, all so, the time? Yeah. Uh, you know, what if we used some of these days where we're home and things are quiet to really, you know, come back to these themes that are so central in our tradition? I love it. I always in in winter break have this idea because. Um, you know, I'm here during Christmas when things are very quiet as well and, and most people are away. And I always have these plans to clean and organize in preparation for the new year. Yeah. Never happens. Yeah. Because you also want to, it's also, we need to rest. That's, I mean, you, need, you nice. need to read a book. You need to sleep later. You need, we need to do all that stuff. It's funny you mentioned sleep later, sleeping later. Marjorie and I were just having a conversation about how many hours of sleep one needs and you know i wonder if people choose professions based on that or it you know i'm, I'm reading a book about sleep right now actually um and is it, it helping it, yeah it's really it, you know they they really make the case that sleep is the single most important thing right that you Absolutely. know more important as important as exercise is important as nutrition these are all important of course but the the book tries to argue that sleep the, the, the quote eight hours of sleep, which is you know whatever it is, is is the most important thing for your health and well being. I absolutely believe that because I seem to always become the sickest when I am the most sleep deprived or the most stressed. But if I stop, rest, hydrate, but really rest, then I often feel better much much faster. Yeah. So Interesting. Let's all get some extra sleep. I'm glad we have we'll a new play some games. We'll yeah. carry on the themes of the of, of our Jewish holy days into the Gregorian New Year. Love it. And then we get to January. We have MLK Shabbat. We have artists in residence. Theater Dybbuk is here. Yeah, we, a lot of exciting stuff. You know, let's also carry over. We were talking, we had a meeting earlier today. Um, so today we had a high holy day meeting. We did have a high holy day meeting and it's, you know. Nauseating. It, it's, it, but it's. Here we are. We're getting ready. Well, and it led us to start to think about how far in advance we can plan for the High Holy Days next year. Yeah. You know, how do we anticipate now what what we collectively will need from that time? And 
I think it also parallels this question of what do people want generally? Yeah. You know, we're we're entering into a season, flu is up, RSV is up, COVID's going back up, but people are unmasked, heading out into the world, traveling and living life as before. My favorite topic. <laughs> Getting flu, sick? COVID, RSV, and the flu. Yes, which germs would you like to get I, this winter break? I, let's not. I mean, what's left for you? RSV. <laughs> I think if you had it as a child. Oh, you know. No, if you have the chicken. No, is that. Chicken pox, yeah. But I think RSV, because if you've had a specific virus, I don't think you can get it again. Oh, okay. Well, I've likely had it. So my mother-in-law is very into silly string and party poppers on New Year's, which pains me on so many levels because it's just bad for the planet. And there's just cans of silly string everywhere. But it only happens in her yard. So once a year, it's okay. Well, I'm a big fan of like, Super Bowl type appetizers like you know it's mm-hmm. like a good night mm-hmm. for guacamole and cheese dip and artichoke spinach dip and all that fun have stuff. you ever made stuffed mushrooms yes have Those you ever made gougeres I don't even know like what that is. cheese um like the cheese puffs oh yes I, I, well I've defrosted them I will send you a recipe but I you know what I love the the um what are those spicy peppers stuffed with cheese jalapeno peppers. jalapenos no 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 they're not they're not breaded they're like uh, jalapeno poppers are not usually uh, uh, chili rellenos. I don't know what they're called, but those mm-hmm. little red peppers that I go like get a little kick to oh. them, and they're stuffed with like sweet cheese. Oh, oh, the Italian what, ones. Yeah, oh, I went Mexican, but that's you went good Italian. Stuff. Uh, we, um, it's funny. My kids are now into brie. Oh yeah, well, so what's not to like about a brie I, with fig jam? Well, right, right. Um, we do like we do fondue on Christmas Eve. I have no idea how that started. And then um, last year on New Year's Eve, we were in L.A., and my mother-in-law decided that instead of, like, the cheese plate that had been put out, she went and got 20 McDonald's hamburgers and said, here, I'll just eat these, (laughs) which was – that was very interesting. But, no, I do love to cook on the holidays. I think it's nice to have a leisurely meal. You should make a graze board. Of uh, oh, yeah. chocolate and other things. And have you ever made soft pretzels from scratch? I have not. That is amazing. But I have a friend who opened up a bit, you know, grew up in Philadelphia and now has a full time business in LA making Philadelphia pretzels. Yeah. I'm not sure I'm aware of the distinction, but. Oh, yeah. That's, that's. Is there like a specific shape? Oh, no. That's just, you know, it's, you know, it's, it's like hot dogs in New York or whatever. You know, okay. Philadelphia, you know, pretzels in Philadelphia. Mm. Pretzels in Philadelphia. Well, I can't. Do you have any uh, New Year's resolutions? As we um, do, I have end? any New Year's resolutions? Uh, uh, I think um, I, you know. I, I think I'm going to be spending this year a little more focused on my own health and well-being. You know, we we all alluded to it in some form or another on our own Jewish holidays this year. I'm going to just think more about meditation and self-care and exercise and eating well and sleeping better and all that. I think this year has called for that. I like it. Yeah, I mean, consistency is wonderful, more consistent exercise. One of my goals is to eat lunch every day because I'm very bad at remembering to eat lunch or bringing an actual meal. So that is one of my resolutions. 
and yeah, I think that's good. What about you, Marjorie? You got any? The second that I make a New Year's resolution, I know I'm going to break it. They're just kind of there to be broken for me. I know, no. and here's a chance to share it with the world. <laughs> um, I really want to read more. Mm. Yeah. At least one. one a week. Mm-hmm. I think that's pretty fair to start out with. Great idea. Well, this has been one of our most rambling episodes of the podcast from the temple. Where we ramble and inspire lives. And maybe transform our world. Episode for episode 69. I know. No. <laughs> <laughs>